I apologize, I didn't memorize it ahead of time. I have to look it up. Okay, 1 Samuel chapter 3. And we'll start reading in verse 3, I believe. Um, Two quick things to introduce or, or say before I do it, so in case you haven't heard the story or haven't read it for a long time, it makes sense. There's two primary characters. There's Eli. Eli is the high priest, so he's the very top person you can be in the Jewish religion. In fact, he uh, lives in the temple. Should I just keep talking? I feel like I'm God reverberating. Um, so he's the, the high priest, lives in the temple, and then you have Samuel, who's this young boy who happens to be living in this temple. Great story as to why, but if you want to find out, read it on your own, First Samuel chapters 1 to 2. But I'm going to start off on chapter 3, verse 3. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. When the Lord called, then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. Samuel! And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family, from the beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sins blasphemed God and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. What was it he said to you? Eli asked. Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, 
and he let none, none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Now, I know to most of you, it seems that my job must be to preach, because it's the only time you see me. Um, but I actually do have a day job, and in that day job, I help head up a charity that does church planting work across Europe. And so part of my job is when people come to us and go, I think God's calling me to go to Spain. I went on holiday to Spain. I had a great time. I have a love for Spain, and I think I should go plant a church there. Um, and people do. We have more people in Spain than anywhere else in Europe, funnily enough. Um, Part of my job is to help them discern, is that God's voice they're hearing, or is it St. Thomas Cook? Um, because sometimes it's a bit hard to discern which one we're, we're, we're listening to. So today we're going to be thinking about hearing God's voice. Um, and I want to make it as unmystical as possible, because that does sound kind of spooky in a sense. Um, and I want to make it really simple by saying it just starts... With listening. It's that simple. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go, see listening right there, power, power visuals, okay, you can take that image home. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and read through the scripture passage again and make comments so it's clear when it's scripture and when it's me. When it's the Bible I'm reading, I'll raise my hand. Um, it's not me just becoming more charismatic. Johnny will be disappointed. He thought revival was breaking out in the first service. Um, and when it's Kent talking, I'll put my hand down. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. In that day, there weren't many visions. The Lord didn't say much. So the people knew God had spoken because they remembered he had done it. It had been recorded in the books of the Bible that they had already had up to that stage. But because he wasn't speaking much then, they weren't expecting it. They knew God had spoken, but they'd gotten used to God kind of being quiet. So it's easy for us to stop listening. Challenge for you, I'm going to try and throw some you comments in so you can decide if there's stuff for you to take away, is are you actually expecting God to speak now? How common is it for God to speak to us in this congregation? I'm not saying we're the only Christians in the world. Of course we're not. But we're talking to us today. How many of you, if I ask you to raise your hands, and I'm not going to at this stage, how many of you have actually had a vision? One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of, the, of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was laying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. So in this bit, we have Samuel. He actually hears God's voice, but the point is, he didn't recognize it. He hadn't yet met God. So he had an experience which was supernatural, but he didn't know it was. He thought it was Eli. So he could have totally missed God and what he had to say just because he didn't recognize his voice. Samuel answered, here I am. 
And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. And again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Little side question I think it's always important for us to think about when we're going through Scripture is Do you believe this really happened? Or do you think this is just one of those nice stories that's stuck in the Bible because we could have something for kids, you know, um, so they can have a nice Sunday school story and you can tell the kids this before they go to bed? Um, That question of does God really speak is important. So I want to deal with that one straight out now. I did not do this in the first service. Um, I want you all to stand up, if you can. Okay, and I'm going to invite you to do something. You don't have to if it makes you uncomfortable, but a bunch of you are going to, I hope. Okay, this wall, going down that way, represents God has spoken to me and I know it. Okay, this wall going down that way represents God's actually never spoken to me, or if he did, I missed it. Okay, stand on that spectrum where you, what your, your reality is. How much have you really heard God or how much have you not heard God? Be honest. Come on, stand on the spectrum. Like I say, it's only you can do it, you only do it if you're comfortable. If you don't want to, you can sit down. You haven't. She says she hasn't. It's okay, she's young. You I'm a little worried about. That's okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, This is not kind of a feel better if you're over here or judge them if you're not or anything. What, What I want you to notice right now is in this group of people, there are this many people, more than half, who actually feel they have heard God's voice, which says to me, God does still speak. God speaks to normal people, because I know some of you are pretty normal. And we can hear him and know it. That's pretty cool. Sit back down. And when you sit back down, now is the discussion bit rather than at the end. Take about four minutes, and if you're one of the ones that was far over on the I have heard God's voice, tell the people around you why you know you heard God's voice. You don't have to say what it is because it might have been embarrassing, like stop doing a horrible sin, in which case I want to come to your group. Uh, But no, talk about how you know it was God's voice for about four minutes. You have about one more minute, so if you're deep in a story, wrap it up.
Okay. Thank you for diving in and doing that. Um, but hopefully that has driven home the fact that God does actually talk to us. This is not just a Bible story bit. Continuing on. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. What I like from that little bit is it shows that those of us who have experience, maybe the ones on this side of the room, let's say, those of us who have experience of hearing God have a responsibility to help newer people learn how to listen. It doesn't just automatically happen. Um, but one of the challenges is if you are on this side, it may be you've been a Christian for a long time. It may be you have a title. You get to wear funny robes in the early service. Oh, sorry, uh, different robes in the early service. Um, I'm in so much trouble now. Um, or maybe whatever. Um, but then suddenly God doesn't speak to you. He speaks to a child, which is what happened to Eli. So don't be jealous. God speaking to you is not based on how long you've been a Christian or your position. God speaks to who God wants to speak to. Continuing on. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling, as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. Pivotal point in the entire story. Samuel was listening. Up until that point, God's voice was going on, but he was missing the whole point. But at that point, he was listening to God. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. That's a weird phrase. Make people's ears tingle. Um, well, basically, God's about to give Samuel some really bad news for Eli. It's his first word of God. What do you think God should say on his first word of God? I love you so much. You're special to me. I'm going to bless you with a Ferrari. No, he doesn't give him some rainbow and waterfall of blessings message. He gives him a judgment message. And that's a child who's supposed to give it to somebody who's way in seniority. God says what God wants to say. Our job is to listen. So what does God say? He says, At that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from the beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God and he failed to restrain them. Therefore I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice and offering. Now, what we get added to the story in this little bit is that Eli had actually heard God's voice too. Because he said, I've said this to Eli. But Eli had not responded. God had told Eli, sort your house out, and Eli had not done it. So that shows listening alone 
isn't enough. We have to respond. Is that part of why God actually had to move on and talk to Samuel rather than talking to the high priest? He talked to the high priest, and the high priest had basically chosen to not listen, so he moved on. But he couldn't move on to the priests, Eli's sons, because they were being sinful. So if you want God to speak to you, part of one of the things you need to do is get your life righteous. Be ready to open your ears up by doing good stuff. That's what opens your ears, not your position in the church. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Okay, folks, you may want to hear from God, but visions and God's voice can bring fear when he starts talking. Because you know what? It's not a normal experience for most of us to hear from God. Supernatural is called supernatural because it's not normal. So there can be a fear factor there, even though in this case it's basically Samuel just didn't want to give Eli the bad news. But Eli called to him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. What was it he said to you, Eli asked? Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. Notice in this story, God spoke to Samuel, but God had a message for Eli. But Eli had stopped listening. That's why we need to be listening to what God says to others. God may have a message for me, but it may be he's got to talk to Toby to get it to me. So let's do pay attention like we just did in a sense a minute ago, listening to the messages God gives to each other. But there's also an element within this I think is quite amazing about Eli. Eli knows God's about to judge him, but Eli doesn't run off and try and hide or change God's mind. He says, let God do what's good in his eyes. Eli trusted God's character. He knew that God was just, but he also knew God was merciful and loving, and God was going to come up with what was the right mix. And that issue of God's character is really vital when we try and hear God's voice. Because what God says is going to be consistent with what he said and done in the past. What you've seen him do in the Bible and in your life and in other more experienced Christians' lives is the way God's going to act again. So if God suddenly you hear this voice saying, steal the plastic sword from St. George and take the offering and run off with the secretary to Bermuda, that's probably not God's voice because it doesn't line up with what he said in his character in scripture. So make sure you've looked at how God has spoken before to help you spot it for next time. And I'm watching you now because you're all thinking about the sword. (laughs) The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. Another kind of strange phrase, I thought, none of his words fall to the ground. Another translation says, the Lord helped him and made everything Samuel said come true. 
So here's Samuel. None of this would have happened if he hadn't taken the risk to speak up and share what he thought God had said. There's a risk every single time we do that because we might have heard God wrong. But Samuel took the risk and look at where it moved him to. Personally, I've heard God speak quietly through Scripture lots and lots of times. That's quite normal for me. There are three times that I have heard God speak so clearly, it might as well have been audibly in him writing it on a wall in my life. The kinds that I have no doubt that that was God and exactly what he said and exactly what I was supposed to do. Three times, which is, quite, I think, quite cool. Um, one of them is why Valerie and I are here in England now is because of one of those type messages. So I would look you in the eye if you've not had that experience and say, look for that. It can be a bit shaky, and I'm living on a different continent now, but I got to meet you guys. But it is cool to experience God. You will never doubt is God there again if you've heard God that clearly. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested to as a prophet of the Lord. So he's now recognized. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Last wrapping up thought on that. All he did was pass on God's words. It's kind of like the sound system here. The speakers could be going, you know what, we did a great sermon today. Right? That was a great sermon we preached today because you heard it because of the speakers. No, it's because I talked. When we pass on God's words or God speaks to us, it's because God spoke. The credit goes back to God. So don't get prideful. Your job is to... Come on, you know it by now. Your job is to listen. Okay. So, finishing up. Three things. Are you ready to hear God? Three things I'd suggest you do to make it easier if you want to. First one is live right, because we saw that with Eli and his sons. That can stop us being able to hear God. Live right. Second one is look at the Bible to see how God's spoken in the past, so when he does speak, you'll recognize that it's him and you'll be sure. And the third one is listen. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have spoken to us through your word. You've spoken to people since you made them, Lord, right from the start. We've heard about how you spoke to Adam and Eve, even when they had just sinned, you spoke to them. And you've spoken to people down throughout scripture. You've spoken to us clearly through Jesus. And Lord, we've seen so many people standing up here who say they have heard you during their lifetimes. But Lord, there's times that we get distracted and we stop listening. So, Lord, I pray you will keep pulling us back to you. Help us keep us in places where we can easily hear you. Sometimes, Lord, if you got to shout at us to get our attention, we ask you to do that. But, Lord, we want to keep hearing your voice because we want to be the people you want us to be. And thank you that one of the big things you say to us when you speak is that you love us. And we thank you for that through Christ. Amen.